You're listening to Mystery Ingredient, the podcast about people and food and food and people of the vegan variety. Mystery Ingredient is produced by Vegan Iron Chef, a 501c3 nonprofit based in Portland, Oregon. This is Jess, and I'll be your host for this two-part episode, getting to know Jacqueline, Jamie, and the heart of Northwest Veg. Welcome to episode 15, Here Comes VegFest, continued off from our last episode with Jacqueline, Executive Director of Northwest Veg, and Jamie, a promotion and outreach volunteer, and me, Jess. Without further ado... Well, I'm excited to talk to you two about, you know, we've got a stack of postcards right here, Jacqueline, for, for VegFest. I can tell you as a young 20-something, when I, the very first year I moved to Portland, I heard about Northwest Veg. It was then about a year old. And I I had been to a VegFest um, in college in Boston, but I I volunteered and I worked the door at the very first shift at the opening VegFest when it was very first year, so it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting myself into, and it was so small and so cool. And Cindy and Jill and Peter were there. I cannot comprehend how large VegFest has come, and I am so impressed. And I want you both to tell me about how it's grown. Like, what is the difference between five years ago, two years ago, last year, and what's different for this year? You've mentioned the Veg Week. I'm sure you've got new speakers. Did you rent out the entire convention center? Five years. Five years. <laughs> well, I, this is the 13th annual VegFest, and I bet you can actually tell us more about that first VegFest. <laughs> yeah. I was in New Hampshire at that time. Well, but. smoky, light life, tempeh bacon was the big deal. <laughs> Look how far we've come. Now there's like 10 vegan bacons out there. True. <laughs> But I have not tried at least seven of them. <laughs> um, I know that VegFest started out in a church basement, and it eventually grew to the convention center, and then we gained an extra hall in the convention oh center. So, yeah, maybe in three years, the whole convention yes. center, but for now, two, two big halls. And we've certainly grown in a number of vendors and restaurants and participants and speakers. And, yeah, it's exciting. You mentioned Veg Week. Uh, we're partnering with the Portland Mercury this year for the first time. They've done Burger Week and Pizza Week, and it's about time we celebrate vegetables. I think great. So, the week leading up to Veg Fest, there are twenty-something, almost thirty restaurants participating in Portland that are offering a special vegan entree at half price. And oh, wow. celebration of Veg Week. So are these vegan places or non? How how does the list come together? It's a mix of all vegan restaurants and restaurants that uh, have a lot of vegan options but are not explicitly vegan or vegetarian. So it's hopefully an expansive enough list for people to bring their friends of all sorts of dietary habits and find food for everybody and, and new fun vegan dishes. Do any of the places surprise either of you? You know, not not really. I feel like I haven't been in Portland long. I've been, you know, vegan the entire time I've been in Portland. So most of me too. <laughs> that's the majority of my experiences with those teams. But it's really exciting to just see people getting on board and really taking the essence of Portland community and also this movement to a next level. 
um, and to have a next step in the evolution of, of what this looks like here from, from my experience. I've, I've kind of, you, you've asked about the history and I'd love to hear about your experience as well. I think it would be really amazing to take a look at just the evolution of that movement in Portland and be able to put together pieces from folks that have been along, like you mentioned, Peter and Jill and Cindy, who of course, are still here and making it happen. Yes, yeah. it, that would be really. A report. I'd love to read it. It would be really <laughs> exceptional. But then maybe we'll have to look into doing that, and it'll be a promo for Northwest Veg. When people become members, they can learn about um, the history. You know, I that would be really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Brainstorming <Good idea>. here. <laughs> uh, Unless that already exists, and no, I just no, haven't. Been. Not, not yet. <laughs> yet, being the key word. Uh, you know, I've been in Portland about seven years, and I was also mm-hmm. vegan before yeah. I moved here. But when I when I think about that now, just the evolution of vegan cheese in the last seven <laughs> years, not necessarily specific to Portland, but actually one of my law school classmates, after becoming a lawyer, started Vitopian. And, um, oh, and I feel like that was the gateway to just all sorts of really good vegan cheeses. I remember the first vegan cheese I tried about a decade ago was... Spit out worthy. <laughs> oh my really gosh! I make, I try and make my own at home though, but I am like the laziest person. I'm one of those people that just mixes some black beans and kale together, and I'm like dinner. Thank you. <laughs> so. Well, look how far you've come, right? You can just take <laughs> yeah. some cashews and some nutritional yeast, yes. and suddenly yeah. you've made a vegan cheese. Yep. Right? Yep. I did um, walnuts a couple <laughs> weeks ago for a stuffed red pepper mix. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to hear from both of you. Can you tell me a memory that sticks out about VegFest last year? Happy, sad, thrilling, crazy. What do you got? I think my <laughs> lasting memory of VegFest, because people will not let me forget this, <laughs> is that I dressed as a carrot the entire weekend. And it was really strategic on my part. Um, I was really trying to make myself identifiable and findable <laughs> to volunteers and to exhibitors. We use about 500 volunteers, and we're still looking for volunteers. Oh um, so it was nice to be able to, for people in a large hall with thousands of people to easily find me for questions. But most people that met me there just know me as the carrot. And so is even as late as a week ago, I run into somebody in a yoga studio that goes, oh, wait, I think I, think I met you before you were a carrot. Oh. So... This has been brought up to me at least a dozen times. Since I totally Fest remember last week. you as the carrot. Yeah. In my head, I go, she was a salad. What was she? She's a carrot. And it's because yeah. my my reaction to being involved in a large event would be like, do not dress as a carrot. Do not let people come up to you. So you were so nice and friendly and awesome. I'm like, don't ask me questions. <laughs> I, what I thought was my reaction. <laughs> What I thought was really something was the kids that wanted to take pictures with me. The celebrity oh, carrot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So I haven't decided yet, TBD this year, on whether I'm going to be a carrot or a peapot or just a human. Oh my god. <laughs> just slightly less hot mm-hmm. than being a oh, carrot. Oh, I... Awesome. Yeah. We, Lucille, who is the volunteer <laughs> coordinator at Northwest Veg, we might have had an under-the-radar little shoot with some of the veg costumes and and (laughs) folks will see that hopefully coming up on some social media but I did have the carrot costume on but was very much covering my face a little bit but don't forget there can always be a costume change like you could do a big reveal at like three o'clock Ooh, (laughs) your cornucopia yes 
well, what's besides Veg Week? What's new for this year? I don't new speakers, new exhibitors. What's going on at Veg Fest? Yeah, or life, anything. <laughs> lots of new stuff in life, but. Um, we have lots of exciting speakers, you know, different every year for the VegFest this year. We are bringing in Scott Jurek, who's the legendary vegan ultra runner, who um, I think he holds the record for the Appalachian Trail, the the through, the cross, you can tell I'm not a runner, the hike through, <laughs> or the run through, the, through, <laughs> the Appalachian Trail. I think he ran 46 consecutive days of 50 miles a day, which... I was entering his bio into our website and had to read it three times because like I a lot thought I misread it. <laughs> yeah, just the ones. I mean, well, maybe like 40 miles a day for 46 days with 50. Well, I enjoy, I enjoy that you have like athletes and chefs and what else? Business, yeah. doctors, what else? We, I'm really excited about Genesis Butler. I don't, have you heard of Genesis? I don't know. She's <laughs> 10. She No, I have not. <laughs> she was just born. <laughs> she is a powerhouse um, vegan advocate. Oh, she was great. featured in the vegan movie. She recently did a TEDx talk. Oh. Um, she's awesome. Her whole family is awesome. So she will be speaking twice, both Saturday and Sunday. And I, I've chatted a lot with her mom via email, um, but I've never met Genesis, and I've only heard really good things from everyone who's met her. So I'm super psyched to meet the 10-year-old. Um, oh, that is so cool. You've <laughs> met her before she has too many demands. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can still get her. By the time she's 12, it's going to be She actually, I think she has like four gigs in October. Oh my God, I am so excited about this. Yeah, she, um, we have cardiologist Joel Kahn, um, we have a bunch of doctors, we have Jenny Brown who founded Woodstock Farm Sanctuary in New York who's coming out and has a great story and recently wrote a book. Um, Yeah, we have somebody who's, Reed Mangles, who's going to be giving a talk on vegan pregnancy as a doctor and I know that's something... At my age, a lot of my friends who are vegan and recently pregnant or becoming pregnant are asking about vegan pregnancy. So, yeah, lots of of fun talks. And, of course, cooking demos. We're going to have five different uh, chefs this year doing cooking demos, which might be the most ever. Lots, lots happening in the cooking demo presentation. So, with, of course, a lot of generous samples. So, you should be there. (laughs) What sample from last year stands out to you? Mm, Jamie? I don't know if you got to try any. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, the carrot. The, the carrot, carrot ate a lot. Carrot. Um, homegrown Smoker was there. Yes? Is that my accurate in my thinking? Yes. Um, that was just definitely something. I had gone into their space prior to uh, VegFest to give them some postcards and uh, posters and it was such a lovely space that they'd been in uh, prior to their new space Mm -hmm. now and I hadn't had vegan barbecue and so that was really amazing my boyfriend had tried that and so we had both gotten a couple different things and split it and it's just it's really amazing to take a look at especially there are so many local teams 
you know, creating vegan products that are like out in the grocery store and in the market and just being able to see that and just see how many folks in the community um, are are there and, and, you know, catapulting PDX even further into like the vegan sphere. It's it's pretty amazing. Well, amazing. let me ask you too, you know, we're talking local, you're mentioning homegrown smoker and I'll try to say homegrown uh, <laughs> where do you both go out to eat in the Portland area? What's what's like the one place you're like, yes, I don't want to cook. I'm going here. I'm getting takeout here. We do. Well, La Vida Veggie is really amazing. That's mm. super close when we don't want to go. I'm in Beaverton. Uh, Aviv is one of my mm. favorites. We went in right after they had opened. I was like, oh, we should go because I think I had posted about it. We <laughs> Like I had seen it in, in some of the marketing yes. and it was so it's extraordinary. And then Kitty Corner actually from there um, is Los Gorditas and they have a full vegan menu there and that's Mexican and now Virtuous Pie is right across oh, the yeah. street. Yeah. So there is just a huge situation going on on, on that uh, intersection. <laughs> and yeah, Virtuous Pie is really amazing ice cream too. And salads. <laughs> I just went there for the first time a few weeks ago. Yeah. It might be my new fave. <laughs> the salad was amazing. The pizza was really good. The ice cream was good. I went with two friends, which was great, so we could order six different meals and yeah. share all of them. <laughs> Where is somewhere that until right now, perhaps, you are super into that you don't tell people about? A hidden gem, if you will. I mean, like, are we talking about food or, like, guilty pleasure? <laughs> you, can tell, you Jamie, anything you want to share with the internet, go for it. No, you know, it's something that I... Um, it's not a hidden gem. It's um, something that's like way out there, but that I absolutely love uh, looking at food fights, social media. <laughs> me too. <laughs> because they just make me, there is just no BS and it's part of their voice and it's part of their brand. And they are just really, ex- they're just doing like, they're just doing it right. And they just call it the way they see it. And We'll post stuff and just simply say nope. <laughs> and then and then they're like, yeah, we're having a bad day here. And then there will be, you know, like three pictures of, of dogs that I've visited. And so it's not, I don't think I've really shared with anyone. It's probably like not so much a hidden gem. But if any of your listeners aren't <laughs> following Food Fight on Facebook, get on board there. <laughs> That's funny that you say that. They're my favorite to follow on Facebook as well. <laughs> Both because this is delightful. I'm sure they would get such a kick out of this. Both because they're just real, they keep it real and they're honest, but they also, I think maybe better than any business I've ever seen, they just really lift up every business around them. They see other vegan businesses not as competition, but as like being growth for the community as a whole. And I love that they are always sending people over to other establishments that are yeah. new and <laughs> I love that they hold regular fundraisers for not even necessarily animal things but for other social justice movements and that they post about it um yeah so I really I respect that and get news from following their Facebook and yeah I feel like that's awesome yeah they've sent 
I've seen a post where it's like, we're on a soft serve. Don't be a grumpy face. Go over to, you know? So, yeah, thanks, Food Fight. This, this yeah. is very thing. <laughs> I'm trying to think about hidden gems. I don't know. I'm not I good at hiding things that I love. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't know if it was a hidden gem because I'm still you know, new to the area that I don't know how Heidi Heidi it is because, you know, I, well I don't loved. know if it's top secret or anything. Well, what are you both having for dinner tonight? I was planning on back to Eden, but then traffic oh, yeah. got the better of me. But I'm really excited that they're opening a new location. Um, I know what I'm having later. What I had for dinner was Nectar Cafe. Um, which was an Americano and a taco bowl. Okay, Um, there was food there. There you go. Yes, yep, absolutely. And I was just so happy um, (laughs) when she brought my Americano and the salad was amazing. And then I'm going to go home and eat a giant tub of popcorn made with coconut oil and then drizzled with olive oil and nutritional yeast because I do that twice a week. I was doing it five times a week, so now I only do it twice a week. It's very cool. <laughs> yeah, I think you have flaws either way there, Jamie. That's it's great. A, yeah, it's one of the big buckets. But I just can't. I just, you know, life I do. sometimes, and I do my best. But sometimes you just have to YouTube some volcano documentaries and eat a giant tub of <laughs> nutritional yeast popcorn because, yeah. I do know my guilty pleasure now. <laughs> you say that. Oh, is There's that a hidden gem? Yeah. I don't know about hidden but I, I, live, I live in Lake Oswego, and I, luckily, I'm, luckily, there are not as many vegan restaurants there. Luckily. <laughs> I'd be really broke if, if I lived close in the southeast. Um, but Next Level Burger just went in in Lake Oswego ah. just probably a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have really great milkshakes. And, and they're so affordable. Yeah. They're really... Particularly like, when you buy them every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like after a yoga class or spinning, because I earned it. And yeah, they're, they're really amazing. Good. They're out of yeah. Bend, I believe. And they actually just expanded to a Whole Foods in Seattle, I think. So oh, yeah, that's yeah, like awesome. an Oregon home team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, team. Nice. I've only had a couple of the milkshakes. Oh, they have but... seasonal ones too. So you have to keep going all the time. Oh, you don't want to miss. They had a really great strawberry one recently. Oh, I had that one. Yeah, I've had that and the peanut butter. Mm, so. The peanut butter but cup. But I might have had strawberry last, last oh. year. So like I said, it's only been a couple times. I... I have become an obsessive gardener, so I don't eat out as much as I used to. So when I do, I'm like super like, where is it going to be? So speaking of gardening, I get it. So do you have our garden is full of squash? Oh, yeah. Well. (laughs) And we've had to go that route. And now I'm like, it's squash Sunday. So now I have to make squash every Sunday. I have been, we, we're only growing Italian crookneck this year, okay. and the squash plant actually just died. Oh, I'm really sorry. Sad. It was just, I don't know if it was all the ash or the weather change. Ugh. I came back from being out of town, and yeah. I'm sad. One and a half left. But my favorite, if you want a zucchini bread recipe, I'm sure you do not need one. But Somebody, <laughs> one of my yoga students two days ago gave me a zucchini uh, that is literally larger than my arm. So, I opened the zucchini bread. You should probably core the middle of it if it's all just like foam and pithy. But two, just Google, uh, <laughs> hell yeah, it's vegan zucchini bread. 
It's my favorite one. It's from like an old school vegan blog. It is the best recipe. It's got applesauce and some oil mm. and squash, mm. you know, squash, rain yeah. squash, spices, makes two loaves. It's great. Thanks. <laughs> we'll be yeah. doing that tonight. <laughs> we went on our road trip in midsummer, and we had already our zucchini and squash had really started, so we packed a bunch of it and we went and got ten tubs of Lily's hummus, who will oh, also be wow. at Portland Veg Fest 2017. <laughs> but and that's and then we were kind of a little bit after that week, like okay, we're kind of done with the raw squash, so we've been like looking into that. You could if it's really big, you could do a little spaghetti squash. Yeah, yeah. I like to share with. The animals. Yeah. Both my birds and the dog are big veggie eaters, so they're gonna help with the zucchini. That's really cute. <laughs> my dog makes pumpkin, salad. so that's about it. Oh, do you guys sauce sauce up any of your veggies with anything like some for the can, animals? Yeah, or for can us? dogs eat? <laughs> no, for the animals. I mean, can dogs eat peanut butter? They can, yes. right? Oh, because yes. I so think my mom. It. Yeah, we're talking food. But what do you both think is the future of vegan food? Like, what excites you these days, and what do you want to see happen next? Whether it's product development or whether it's just, you know, everybody going vegan. Do tell. Well, (laughs) everyone going vegan would be my dream. But, um, you know, I'm really intrigued by uh, the work that a lot of companies are doing in terms of lab-grown meats. Ooh, you went there. Yeah, I I don't know what my feelings are on this. It's like personally that does not sound appetizing to me. But Have you had one of the burgers that no. like squirts out blood. No, ew. Beet juice. Okay. No. What that, about you, that Jamie? Um, no, I I have not had um, one of those, and that's definitely. I think it's a it's a heme that's coming out of um, a root that creates that that blood look. But that is also, I think it. With the lamb-grown meat, that was definitely something where I had to do a lot of research this summer, contemplating, like, okay, this is how it's being presented, but where, where is this evolving from? And so I think that it's still... I think that it is going to be a personal choice of you know, ends justifying means in some circumstances. It So many voices are out there now uh, talking about veganism, about eating less meat and, and bringing that on. And whether, you know, someone is an ethical vegan or doing it for diet or doing it for the environment, all of these faces of the same movement are going to, I think, end up getting intertwined and coming together because all of these ideas are eventually going to unify for a greater good. And the food and the future of veganism and the offerings are going to explode as they already are now. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think there's much of a choice in terms of at least reduction in consumption of animal products because we just we're out of land. And, you know, when we look at world hunger, mm-hmm. we, that's just such an inefficient use of land to grow grain to feed a million animal, billions of animals um, instead of humans. And so I, I, companies like Hampton Creek that are pricing their products a little bit lower than, uh, you know, shelf pricing of the equivalent or not equivalent, but similar 
but non-vegan products. Um, you know, I think it's just clever marketing to be a little bit cheaper so that they're the go-to when you reach for the cheapest thing on the shelf. So I, I definitely think that the future, even the imminent future, is going to see a big reduction in the amount of meat and dairy that people eat. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully eventually we'll uh, move toward none. Yeah, I think whatever that, way that happens. Yeah, there definitely needs to be, I think, work in the space of like with any industry where <clears throat> things start to fall back a little bit and folks are saying, okay, where not only is income, but where do these communities go from this step? And I think that a lot, there's going to be a lot of amazing emerging thought leaders over the next decade or two really being able to try and help more rural communities. I think that's an absolute necessity Mm -hmm. because we're already seeing, you know, not only politically but socioeconomically divisions with these communities because as industry has fallen away, the inability of um, folks to be able to evolve along because so much of the technology is concentrated in larger metropolitan areas. And so that is also included in the foodscape. And I'm fairly certain, especially now with um, it being such a huge topic of conversation across the country and across the world, that there are folks working on these models to be able to, you know, gradually help everyone take a step forward and ahead towards, you know, more healthy planning, healthy food, healthy industries, so everyone wins and animals win and the environment wins and and we can evolve as a humanity as a humanity i don't think that's the appropriate word but we evolve as a planet yeah or we have a really amazing front row seat to not evolving (laughs) so (laughs) second episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) is there Anything else that you two, you know, each of you as individuals who are with Northwest Veg's organization that you want people to know? I'd say come, come check us out. Come. <laughs> of course, I'm going to say that. But no, really, come to VegFest October 14th and 15th. If you are in the medical profession, come to our, um, you know, health and nutrition conference the day before and get continuing ed credits. Um, and even if you're out of town that weekend, I mean, you're going to be missing out on a lot of deliciousness and fun speakers. <laughs> but um, we just have so much going on every month. Just even right after that, we're doing a 22-day challenge that kicks off October 28th and goes through November 18th. And we'll have, um, we already have up on our website, actually, six or seven events lined up for that with different speakers and cooking demos and doctors. And it's open to vegans and vegetarians and people who are just exploring all sorts of food. Um, we have Compassionate Thanksgiving, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, our annual event. Um, I think this year is our 14th annual Compassionate Thanksgiving. We have the Tofurky Trot coming up on... Thanksgiving Day, we really do love tofurkey. That benefits uh, <laughs> us and five Oregon farm sanctuaries. So there's just, there's always so much happening, potlucks, events, classes. Um, so don't be afraid to come visit us and say hi. 
Yes, absolutely. Get involved. I just echoing that because obviously you're being the executive director on, you know, the schedule, but that's, that's just, it's definitely a thing. And especially being in Portland with folks and, and with families, even kids that may be curious and bringing, um, your, your crew with you and, and teaching just how, um, food affects not only your life and your diet and, and your bonds with, um, your community, but, outer lying as well and I think Portland's really amazing with building that community and and not having it be like a, a oh gosh I'm a vegan and no one understands me there there are people here they understand you <laughs> they get it yeah so you're right you're it's community and North Coast Veg embraces and grows that so thank you both and thank you both for being here today you know telling your own stories telling the you know sharing the mission of Northwest Veg and what's in store for VegFest and everyone listening can check it out at northwestveg.org and look up uh, PDX VegFest 2017 on Facebook. So thank you. Mystery Ingredient is presented by Vegan Iron Chef, a 100% volunteer-run 501c3 nonprofit organization founded 2010 in Portland, Oregon. Our mission is to celebrate creative culinary achievements, bring attention to food justice issues, and unite the ever-expanding vegan community through events and programming just like this. We want to show cruelty-free cuisine as empowering, inspiring, and exciting. And our podcast lets us share real, behind-the-scenes conversations with the people creating, eating, and talking about the food we eat. Thanks for listening, and you can learn more at veganironchef.org and subscribing to Mystery Ingredient on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thank you. Because it seems inevitable that people will see like, how beneficial veganism is for the planet and for health.